The text is found in Luke chapter 15, verses 1 and 2. It reads like this. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to him, and the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. The grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of our God, this word, this endures forever. Guys, Luke chapter 15 is one of the most, one of the more widely known chapters in the whole Bible. You may have heard it identified as the lost and found of the New Testament. It, it, it got that name because it contains three parables, and all three of which are, uh, have something to do with that which was lost and then got found. Thus, the lost and found of the New Testament. But for, this, for the morning, I, I want to draw your attention to those opening two verses. Because what they give us is the occasion. This is what prompted Jesus to give us these three parables. That which is described in verses 1 and 2 is what then prompted Jesus to tell these three parables. Because you see, for the Pharisees, maintaining a ritual cleanness um, was crucial for them. Particularly that, that cleanness at meals. To, to maintain their purity, they had all kinds of little rules. They were not to eat any um, defiling food. They were not to eat with any defiling people. They were not to eat food that was, had not yet been tithed on. And you remember that scene in, I think it's Matthew 15, where Jesus and the twelve were walking through the grain field and they began to pluck some and the Pharisees said, Stop and desist! These men are eating with unclean hands. Because cleanliness is very important to them. And then here comes Jesus. Just flagrantly consciously snubbing his nose at all of their little taboos. And these Pharisees, they didn't like that. And they let their disdain be known like you find right here. Um, and so knowing that they didn't approve of him, Jesus then tells these three parables that are found in Luke chapter 15. All three of the parables, folks, in Luke 15 have a similar, if not identical, plot. Um, they all deal with something that was valuable that got lost, that the, uh, the, the, the person owning it uh, engaged in a search, it was found, and then there was a celebration uh, once it was found, and the celebration extended to all the, the friends and, and neighbors. Now, this third of the three parables is, of course, the one that you know. It's the one about the prodigal son. It's the most famous, um, but it still has the same plot. Um, the father in the prodigal son parable had lost something very valuable to him, his son. The son moved to a far country. The son came to his senses. The son was found, and celebration is commenced. But folks, it's that third parable, the parable of the, of the prodigal son, that has a, a bit of a different twist to it. Actually, it has several little twists to it. Let me show you one that 
perhaps you've not seen before. The parable of the prodigal son can be read as an allegory of the history of Israel. Let me, let me show you what I mean. Folks, in the parable, a son leaves the father. Well, in Israel, Israel had left Yahweh, their father. Um, in the parable, the, the, the son moves to a foreign land. Well, Israel had adopted foreign gods and had thus been exiled to a foreign land. But having come to his senses, the prodigal son returns. And here's where things begin to change. The Pharisees knew that that was a history of, uh, there was a, an account of their history, but they regarded their return from Babylonian exile as being the, turn, the return that was to be celebrated. But Jesus doesn't take that parable in that direction. In fact, what he does is that he identifies the, the, the sinners and the publicans as the heroes of the story. They were the ones who had truly returned from exile. They were the ones who were God's true son, the true Israel. And they were the ones over whom the father was rejoicing. And he does all that, Jesus that is, by inserting something into that parable that is not in the other two. The elder brother. The elder brother in his smug religiosity. And the elder brother then becomes a figure for the Pharisees who were grumbling. Just like the elder brother grumbled about what was going on. And so the villain... The villain of the parable of the prodigal son is the Pharisees. The, the, the elder brother who cuts himself off from the father's joy by, by isolating himself and refusing to come to the party. And there he is outside, peering through the windows while the father is having this sumptuous meal with dirty people. Oh, they're, they're sinners. <clears throat> and those publicans, those prostitutes. And there they were on the outside, looking in, refusing to enter into the Father's joy. <laughs> Folks, the Pharisees to whom cleanliness was very important were still dirty. The, the ones who were clean were the publicans and the prostitutes and the sinners. The Pharisees said they were clean, but they're the ones enjoying the feast because they had been made clean by that fountain that's filled with blood. And thus they enjoyed the banquet. The dirty ones were the ones outside, missing out on this banquet 
because they wrongly defined what it meant to be clean. Have you done that? Are you on the outside looking in thinking that some kind of religious observance is going to make you clean? Well, in the name of this Savior, I invite you to come inside and join the rest of us sinners. People who have, by the regenerating power of the Holy Spirit, been brought to our senses and been made to see that we were filthy and that the only thing that would clean us is something that Jesus has done for us. And to you who are already inside, inside by sovereign grace, enjoy. Enjoy the fact that this Father welcomes sinners to his table. In fact, that's the only ones he welcomes. Never forget that the only reason that we belong at this table is because of our relationship to him, the one whose body was broken and blood was shed to take dirty sinners and make them clean and then celebrate. Our Father, would you meet us at this table and remind us of all the things that you have done on our behalf so that we might enter into the joy of the Father. Meet us at this table, O oh God, and remind us of all those things that are at the heart and center of our religion, the broken body and shed blood of Jesus Christ for sinners. We ask, of course, in Jesus' name. Amen.